All right, here we go. Let's get those alerts off. It is Triumph Tuesday, and we know what that means. We got a lot to be triumphing over. And just like that, the doorbell rings. How do you like that, Apples? But we will get to that in two seconds. But good morning, everyone. This is Carol So, a.k.a. Naughty Boss, live with you. Sisters, hey, good morning, everyone. This is Janice, a.k.a. Wellness Diva 5.0. Oh, my gosh, Triumph Tuesday. But we're calling this Triumph Trending Tuesday. And, of course, we have an amazing guest on today. And let me just say... Um, we're really excited about this conversation, of course. We want to welcome to the Two Sisters podcast family, Dr. Gina Locke. She is a human design and energy healing master coach, which is a combination of Western and Eastern science. Now, when I when we had our pre-podcast, <coughs> excuse me, chit chat with Dr. Locke, I was really, I found out about human design by accident and I cannot do it any justification. So without further ado, welcome Dr. Gina. We are so excited to have you on today. Well, thank you. And I appreciate and love the opportunity. I love the, the trending Tuesday deal, the triple treat, the triple threes with the, uh, for the two sisters. I wanted to say how much I appreciate it. And it was like you said, sometimes there's some, the trending thing that's really great that that Carol Sue talked about was the whole concept of that human design is a trending concept right now. It's become like one of the number one topics on the New York, the Washington Post, new, the new trends for the 2023. It showed up as the new way to go look at yourself. So a little bit about human design is that first I'll say I started, I have a PhD in applied behavioral studies and education. I studied teaching and certification and counseling and taught licensed professional counseling programs and assessments. And I've done it all through the years and loved it, loved every bit of it. Found there was just some missing pieces. And it was like things couldn't click. And I could tell there were things that as a teacher, I wanted to be able to do better, but I didn't know how and I didn't know how to approach it. And so um, life had some really interesting twists and turns that we all have. Everybody gets them. You know, life happens. And I had some of those as well and um, literally had some things I really needed to address in my own personal life. And I explored energy healing and loved it and could find some things to do with it, emotion code and many others I'm certified in. And then I went to a retreat with someone named Karen Curry Parker and I didn't even know who she was to speak of. I just knew I wanted to go to this place in New Mexico. And in it, she did a human design reading for me. And in the human design reading, she described my experience from the time I was a child to where I was now in my life. And I looked at me differently after the reading. First, I cried the whole way through it, not because it was a bad reading, but because somebody actually heard me inside. It was like she felt my vibrations. She got my pains. She got my triumph. She got all this stuff. And she didn't know me from Adam. You know, it was just she read my chart. And I started exploring more about it and learning. And then after a bit, I decided it was really important to me as I worked with my clients to literally go in there and actually understand their human design charts so I could help them um, maneuver through life a little more easily than I had done. So I'd spent all these years and all these decades and I didn't want people to go through what I'd gone through. I wanted them to not be able to do that. So that's how I got into human design. So, um, wow. You know, you you mentioned about the chart, 
And I had gone on your um, website and did the um, the chart thing. And I looked at it and honestly, I didn't know what I was reading. I, I right. tried like to look at it. So if I am understanding this correctly, when you are, <laughs> excuse me, when somebody has a reading or gets their chart done, I would imagine that it explains to some certain degree the behaviors that we do. Well, what it does is it, it's a combination of several things. Number one, it's a combination of your birth time and when you were born and the location of that place. And that, that's where the chart comes from, the birth time, the location of that. And those were the things in the country, that, that all type of thing. And what it does on it is it stops and it looks at it from, an, it uses a little bit of astrology, a little bit of the I Ching, which are those 64 things that the Chinese medicine uses, the Kabbalah, the Hindu chakra system is up to a point in that you'll see it inside it and some quantum physics. And as I say that, it's that that's where the chart comes from. So it comes from the moment you were born that gives you the energies that were present at that time. And what it tells you is, is that it gives us, there are nine centers in the chart, nine little shapes inside that chart. Those nine shapes are all exactly the same place, no matter whose chart it is. They're all in the same place. And inside each of those little shapes, are numbers and all of the numbers are in exactly the same place. So every chart has the same shape and it has the same numbers in the same places. What changes for each chart is the time you were born and the different, the 13 planets and there's a whole process of it. And it tells you a little bit about yourself. So if it'll tell you your type, there are five types and it gives you a little bit about yourself. It'll say that you are a manifester or a generator or a manifesting generator or a projector or reflector. And depending upon where all of the colors are in the chart, that that will tell you which of those types you are. And each of those have some specific energies. It tells you how you respond and how your energy flows to others. Like when you and I met, you the energy that you would experience from me came from my human design chart as a manifesting generator. Okay. It gives you an opportunity to understand what other people experience when they meet you. It's not as much, it's you understand, and all of a sudden you grasp, oh, that's why this happened, or that's why that happened. So the five types are, uh, manifestors are 8% of the population, and they're here to initiate. They're here to like actually go do stuff. Then the generators are 37% of the population, 37%. And they're here to be the workhorses. They're here to like master something really skillfully, do it super well, and to become extraordinarily skillful at it and to just grow and grow and grow in it. And, and manifesting generators are here. They're a combination of the manifester and the generator, 32% of the population, and that's a me. And the, that one is to stop and look at Everything from the angle of they stop and say, oh, not just they're just workhorses as well, but big time. But it's not just being the workhorse. It's like, how much better could I do it? Or how can I improve it? Or how could I change it and make it better? They're always thinking of new ideas and new ways to do it. And they stop and look at it. They're super busy. They, they're the one type that is really, really capable and designed to multiple task. And it is super, it's simple for them. They have a tough time not multiple tasking. 
They got to use their energy up every day. There's things about them. The projectors are those that are about 20 percent of the population, and they are very much of those. They have this when they meet you. They have a, They can feel your aura, and they actually know what you need to know. They have a lot of things they know about you. They really. It's a wonderful thing to have a projector in your life who's in a high vibration of who they are. Projectors also have to learn to wait for an invitation from someone to be able to share that information. And that's the hardest thing. So we go through for projectors to say, did somebody ask you to share? Because they just know. And they think everybody knows. They think everybody just knows what they know. And that person that's standing next to them knows what they have just felt in their aura. So it's a really cool thing for a projector to understand that none of the other types get that feeling and that knowingness that they know. Oh, it, it, okay. it's, it's a big deal. It's a huge deal because if they have an invitation, the other person's willing to receive it. If the other person doesn't say it and all of a sudden they come in and say, you need to do this, this, and this. If you'll just do this, this, and this, and that, that. And, and they may be absolutely 100% right. But if I, as a manifesting generator, didn't ask them to share that with me, I'm probably just going to push it away and say, you're being bossy, you're being pushy, you're being aggressive. And projectors feel that a lot until they learn and they understand, did you get an invitation? Did somebody send some kind of signal to you, inviting you to share that great wisdom of helping them sort of be a director to show you, give you ideas? They don't see it for themselves. They have, they need someone else to show it for themselves often, but they can see it for almost everyone around them. The last one is a reflector, and there's only one to two percent. They're all of their centers are white. They take in the energy of each of us when we meet them, when they meet us, and then they give back to us to let us see what it looks like. But reflectors are um, they are extraordinarily rare, and I'm privileged and honored to know several of them, and it's been a great joy to meet someone who literally reflects my energy back, and I can sort of feel who I am. So. Wow, and obviously, as you are going through this explaining it, I, I actually have my chart up on my screen, and <laughs> as I'm looking through it, some things that's there's several things, obviously, that um, stick out to me. Um, you know, goes through the, you know, the information stuff, name, you know, that sort mm -hmm. of thing. Um, my type, which I think is very interesting. Is it okay if I share that? I don't mind. Just don't show your birth date on there. I would encourage okay. you not to put your birth date out. Right. That would be um, well, yeah, I, I don't. Right. I don't know how I would block that out, but it says, for instance, my type is, um, I'm getting a glare here, emotional manifesting yes. generator. Mm -hmm. Is that good? That is awesome. Every, every type is awesome. We need all the types in the world. So as a manifesting generator, you're busy, busy, busy. It's easy for you to be busy. It's simple for you to be busy. You actually enjoy being busy. If you aren't busy, you feel like you're not productive. You feel like you're not successful. You feel like something's wrong. It's like, it's, it is super okay with you to be busy. And those people around you who are not manifesting, manifesting generators actually don't get that because manifesting generators realistically just have the tendency to stay busy all the time. They can multiple task. You can mm -hmm. probably sit there and when you get through, if you decide to go do something in the house, you can do three things at the same time. You can have the 
we have laundry going and you can cook a meal and you can probably get the dishes done. And you may be on the phone call with the client with your phone in your pocket and your earbuds on and just doing, the, doing it at the same time. Generators usually don't do that well. They do one thing at a time well, and they do it extremely well. Uh, reflectors and wouldn't do that at all. They would do one thing. So manifesting generators are really unique in that, but they're designed to be that way. They're designed to use up their energy every day by the end of the day. If they go to bed before they used up their energy, they probably won't sleep well. But if they used up their energy and they've exhausted it, they'll sleep, they'll wake up totally refreshed the next day and ready to go for it. Mm -hmm. The emotional part is over on the right-hand side of your chart at the bottom, there is a right side and a left side. The right side has a brown color on your chart. And that is the solar plexus. And you have a defined solar plexus. That means that you, you're, that's where emotions are. And it's defined. The way emotions come into you is, is definitely in a, in a sense where you know what they come in as. And you just have your emotions. And you don't really pick up everybody else's emotions as much. So, for example, I have a white emotional solar plexus and my white emotional solar plexus means that I pick up and absorb all of the emotions that you would have so when you're in a high vibe I'm going to pick them up and I'm going to amplify them 70 percent if you were in a low vibe I pick them up and I would amplify them 70 percent so we teach when we're doing a chart to help people understand for all of those white centers which you have three that you pick up everybody else's energy and you can literally like like you can literally pick up all my energy from my crown. You have an open crown and an open. So you can pick up all the thoughts I have and then you can sort through them and say, which ones are good for me to use and which ones are not and how to use it. It's a really effective tool. So the white ones, we pick up the energy from others, amplify them 70%. And the trick is, and it really is a trick, it's a, it's a lesson to learn, is how much of it do we need to know? And how much of it can we let go of? Because, you know, you can get around some people who are low vibe energy and you picked up their energy and you sort of feel it. And all of a sudden you're like, I don't like how this feels. Then you can just ask, do I need it? And sometimes you needed to know that person was in a low vibe. Like if you're on a podcast with somebody, you need to be able to feel and pick up. Oh, her energy's dropping. I need to hurry up and move. Not hurry up, but I need to move on to something right. else. You, it is such a great gift for you as a podcaster for your top two centers to be open because you pick up my energy and my ability to like hear my thoughts and even see my vision and then you know when to move to another topic and it goes on your colored ones means you are you have a defined way that you pick up emotions that you do emotions that doesn't mean you don't pick up other people's emotions but you don't do it as extensively as you do where those white places are in your chart and it's really for a person who has lots of white in their chart lots of centers that are white they are picking up everybody's thoughts, everybody's visions, everybody's voice, everybody's identity, everybody's will center. They're picking up all of those different things from people, and then they don't know who they are. They get lost in who they are. So it's helpful to learn, have a chart reading so you can learn to identify, oh, and I teach, is that my energy? No, not mine. Okay, can I let go of it? Yes. And oftentimes, just by learning to identify, that wasn't even mine. I picked up my husband's bad mood today, or I picked up at, at the grocery store. I, I have an open crown as well. I am not an enjoyer of going to the grocery store because I pick up all of these thoughts and I get to my car and I literally have to go to it. I have a little thing when I touch my door handle, it goes beep, beep when you touch the door handle on my car. I love it. I don't want to change cars because 
When I come out of a store, I go to my car and I touch the handle and I say, do I need any of that energy that I just picked up? No. If I don't need any of it, I touch it again and I just sort of like say, okay, I'm letting go of all of it. And when the beep beep does it again, it's like, it's done. I can get in and I can let go of all the stuff I picked up, but we don't realize. I now know it's not my energy. So I would go places and get that. So your emotional part is that it's defined. You also have what's called an emotional way that takes, sometimes you think you do well by thinking for several days before you make a big decision. You have a really strong yes or no inside of your body because you're a generator. Generators and manifesting generators have big yeses and big no's. But emotional way people, which are the emotional part, they actually go through and need like, is it a yes today? Mm, I don't know. And why, And then you sort of get your yeses or noes for big decisions, not little decisions. Decisions like what to eat today or what to do. But if you were going to change houses, you would need several days to think about what the process, would, what you would want to do. You, <laughs> you might need to, for changing cars, something that's big to you, that's either big money or a big relationship issue or topic or a big relationship joy or a big vacation, things like that, you need to go through two to three days to see if you get a consistent yes, 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 or a no, no, no. And I, my husband is an emotional, as it, just like yours is, and I usually spend two to three days and I'll ask him the same question, almost identical at noon and in the evening and again the next morning. And I'll ask it sort of a little differently till I see if he gets a yes on all of it, then I know we're ready to go. Otherwise, Okay. He might second guess himself later and then go, I wish I hadn't done that. So that's what the emotional part means on it. Yeah. I want to share something very funny with you that resonated with me. And I may have chatted about this before. Um, but my, when my dad had passed, uh, you know, a couple months later, um, within my house, there are three separate and very distinct living areas. And we're in the loft. My dad was upstairs and my husband's cousin used to be downstairs. So my husband had said to me, you know, th there's just so much warmth um, where my dad and where his dad used to live. And he asked me quite a few times, would I like to move to the other side of the house? And I've said vehemently several times, I am not moving a third time within the same house. It's just <laughs> not going to happen. But anyways, I, I kind of chuckled at that because he was trying to ask me several different ways. And, you know, that this explains a lot for me. Um, if it's okay with you, I did was able to put some stickies over my personal information. So oh, cool. I yeah, I'd like to share that. This will take me um, just a second. And as I am doing that. But um, I wanted to say also was that generators and manifesting generators are really good when they have something to respond to. So when something shows up in their environment to respond to, whereas projectors need an invitation. Manifestors just, when they're, they actually either know, if they don't know to go do it, then it's a no, then it is do not go do it. But a manifestor, when it's really ready time to do it, they're going to know it's time to do it. It's not going to be a huge questioning thing that they process through. And so we all respond to things a little differently. So on your chart, the top one, top center is called the crown. 
And that is where all the thoughts come in. And we pick up everybody's thoughts. And a person, 8% of the population has a defined crown and the rest of us have white open crowns. Now our wisdom comes, a great deal of wisdom. So those who have a defined crown have a defined way of thinking. Whereas those with an open crown can literally think outside the box, so to speak. They don't have a defined way they can think about the world or do it. They get all of these other things from everybody else. The challenge is when people say they have monkey brain is that they've got everybody else's thoughts and they don't know which are their own. So we actually teach in this human design reading how to go through and sort all that stuff to see what you needed to know. Because when you meet somebody, there was some reason that they came into your world that you needed that information. Do you need to keep it? Possibly not. Do you need to understand it? Maybe it helps you. For you, Janice, with like when you're working with people on a podcast, you need to hear all their thoughts to see, are they a good fit for us? Are they a good, good fit for our population? And you don't even realize you sort it as you do it. For those people that don't know how to sort it yet, then we teach that. That second one down that has a little green around it is called the Ashna or the third eye. You can just think of it as the third eye. And it's the way we vision how things are going to show up in our world. So mine is defined, which means I have these defined ways things have to show up. Like if I wanted to have a, a vehicle, then I have a defined way that this vehicle is going to come into my life and what it's going to look like and what color I have really defined. Whereas an open third eye, Ajna, is like, oh, I got this vehicle. Look, this one works really well. It's fine. Let's go with this. For me, I have to stop and keep myself from preventing myself from seeing bigger pictures and seeing how much more beautiful the picture can be because I have a defined way of looking at it. And those with an open, but you also get everybody else's stuff. And then you've got to figure out which picture do I want to go towards, which is what, what do I really want out of it? Because you're real open to anything. And it's going through and sorting it when you do it. Your one that is your throat is called the throat in the chakra system and in human design. It's called the human, uh, the chakra, the throat chakra, the throat center. And in the throat center, it's how we speak to the world. So those, you have a defined and I have a defined. And in that, we turn around and we have a, it is easier for us to speak. And when we speak, people actually hear us pretty easily. We communicate with our visually or with art or, you know, communication is so much more than words. Communication is all of those things. So those people with the white center actually pick up the energy from the others. And oftentimes the people with the white throat center will find that they have a harder time getting people to hear what they have to say. So we work on what they can do, but they also have more diversity on how they can show up in the world. They oftentimes are great writers because they have this be able to get all these things in and then they're able to communicate it in ways that it's not you. And I have a real, I'm sure people would say she's very, they know how you're going to respond to them. They almost know. And you can almost meet a person with the defined throat center because you almost know how they, 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 they're going to respond with nonverbals or they're going to respond with eye movements or going to respond with hands or whatever it may be. It's a, the threats have the throat does when it's defined and it's a brown color. The one below it's called the identity center. And the identity center is a wonderful place because it's, you know, who you are. When it's defined, you know exactly who you are and it is, it is okay. When it is open, it is, who am I? Can I, do I actually, am I actually lovable? How, how can I be? And we stop and look at why that is open. All, all of them are needed because we need people to be able to do a diverse, a diversity of things that they do in their life. But that open center person really struggles with who am I? And a person with a defined yellow, you've met people who, they know who they are. 
They don't really get, they don't question as much. Those with a open, the white, they may question more who they are. And it's one of those things is that understanding all the options in the world and then being able to say, but this is who I want to be is what we like to come from for that. I have a defined center of the identity center, just like you do. And for me, I have several friends who have who um, who are really become high vibe. They've really they've really gotten their energy together. They've figured it out, and their identity center is open. And they love themselves much more effectively than I love myself. They take care of themselves more. They do it. There's a way because they've seen all of these people who are so. This is the only way love can show up, and they're, they they are so much more open. So it's it. None of them are good or bad. It's just how we're designed. That little bitty red triangle to the right, Janice, is called the ego will center. And it's where willpower comes from. So that one is only about mm, seven to eight percent of the population have that defined. And that one is a channel where it willpower is a little easier for you. Like for me, I pick up everybody else's willpower. If I go to someplace and somebody's like uh, a big speaker and they have a defined will center, I'll come in, I can do this, I can do this, I can do this. And then I get home and I'm like, I can't do this. Because I picked up their energy while I was there and I magnified it 70%. And then I got home and it's like, no, how do I do that? <laughs> so I have, it is a wonderful thing to have because I love to get in the energy of somebody who has a defined will center because I all of a sudden have this new workhorse power coming out of me that I don't have. And I can hold on to it for a while, but it won't maintain long term. So for you, it's very simple for you. When you put your mind to something and you've decided you're going to do it, your willpower is right there sitting and waiting. It's, you, it, it's something that just works pretty easily. For those who don't have it, just understand that they may have it when they're within your energy field. And then when they go home, they may not. When you're working with the client, it's good for me to know I do not have that. It would be fine if I had it. It's just good for me to recognize I'm not going to give them willpower to go do stuff that we work on. Like they're going to, I'm going to need to find a different way to do that than energy wise. I'm going to need to send them an email reminder saying, don't forget, practice your energy clearings today or whatever it may be, because mine isn't giving it to them in that other way. But we talked about that emotional solar plexus, which is brown or open. The middle red triangle is called the sacral. It's the workhorse. Manifesting generators and generators have this defined. No one else has it defined. And the rest of them need to rest more. They need to take breaks from people. They need to have timeouts. And I'm going to say timeouts is not like for children, but just a time break from other people's energy field. So if I'm working with a projector client, I know who has an open sacral, they're open, it's not, it's white. So they're picking up my energy and they're magnifying it. When they get through working with me for 90 minutes, they need to go rest for an hour. All of my projectors are like, this is what we need to do. When we work together, then you need an hour off because my energy has just pumped you up and now you need to go rest after you've been around it. You can see people who get exhausted from being in big meetings. You can see people who get exhausted from other people who are around them. And it may be that's because their sacral energy is just pumping away and they're like energized and the other person doesn't have that. So they take it on and magnify it. And then they're like, pooped. It's sort of like working their muscles really hard. The one on the far left is your fear center. And yours is an open fear center. You pick up the fears of others and you actually stop and look at how they are. And then you can turn around and decide, am I really scared of that? So I have five gates on that fear center. And that's been my, I can look back over my lifetime from, from when I was in my 
till I was 10, till I was 20, till I was 30, till I was 40, till I was 50, and now in my 60s. I could stop and look at that, and I can see as I've gone through that where that's been a huge issue for me. It's been my greatest thing to overcome in human design is recognizing most of those fears are not my own. I'm picking up everybody else's and then I'm magnifying them and I hadn't learned how to let go of them. That was my greatest lesson from human design for me because fear was my greatest thing of moving forward. And yours, you may have, you probably have already overcome it. You have two gates to find and both of those gates are just places where you would you would see that fear. And if you can stop and say to yourself, mm, am I really scared of this? Or is this like just the energy around me? Now I'm able to do that. And some people can do that without getting a human design reading. Some people can't. The very bottom one is the root center. Same thing in this as in the chakra system. It's a root center and it's where we feel safe and how we get grounded and how we stay connected. It's also a pressure center. We, those of us who have it white, we feel huge pressure to do, do, do. We have to keep on doing to be on safe. And those who have it defined have a much better way of stopping and recognizing, oh, I did all I'm supposed to do, now I'm supposed to stop. And so those of you who have defined give those with me the energy to be, pick up your energy, but I also can find ways to be safe. So it's been a great thing for each of us. Nothing's good. Nothing is perfect about anybody's chart and nothing's bad about any. There's not a bad thing about a chart. Each of us have. Each of us have a role in this world mm -hmm. and each of these different things give us a different way of looking at it. And it's a really important thing to stop and say, I have a role. And my role is to is to be able to like respond when people when something shows up in my environment. And I'm going to figure out a new way to make it work better because that's your role. And then you're going to stop and say, oh, big decisions. I'm going to go through a wave. Little decisions. I'm just going to do yeses. So that's a little bit about that part of the human design chart. There's more there. Each each of the things in there are layers and you can go as deep as you want or as little as you want. Most people do really well when they learn how to understand their type. Like I do well with responding. You will do well with responding to others. Um, projectors to know I need invitations. To be able to learn to live that and or start recognizing when it happens. And for me, I can get these great ideas. And I'm sure you felt the same way. All these ideas come up, but nothing came up in my environment saying that the world needed it yet. So I just make I have this little Excel spreadsheet with my list of my ideas. And then I pop over every so often to see if any of them have shown up in my environment. Because ever so, because when they've shown up in some way, either as a book I've read or somebody has said something or I saw something in a, in a social media post or something came up in a different way or somebody called or sent me a note, I, I'll, then I know I can respond to what that is. But when I put it out there without responding, nothing happens. When I put it out because I'm responding, something happens. Then there's a whole thing called profiles that could be a whole nother show if you wanted, <laughs> which is cool. But um, yeah, yeah. The, the question that I do have is, are the channels listed on the bottom left? OK, so those channels are what the channels are. There are 64 gates, which are the 64 in the I Ching system. And each of them are in exactly the same spot on every single chart. So your gates up here, 64, 61, and 63, are in the exact same spot, spots mine are in. Every center and every gate's in the same spot. So there was at 63 uh, over here on your chart, you have a, that was when that planet 
was that was the energy that was at the planet at the time you were born for that part. This is the, the red part's 88 days before you're okay. born. And the black part is the date you're born. So that particular red one means you're not even conscious of it, but you have a 63 red. I have a 63 red. And that says, why, why, why? We ask why. We ask why a lot. So if you meet somebody who does a lot of whys, they probably have a 63 in their chart. And they are, they, they really need, they may not say why, but they need to understand why before they move forward. They like to understand the why of why they're doing it. So that's where that comes from. The channels are when, if you had had the four to go with that 63 at the very top there, then you would have actually had a complete channel. So you are like me. I don't have a complete channel there. But your channel is this gate 20, which is on the throat center that's brown. And it goes and circles around and goes to that red sacral to 34. That is for everyone who has that. If you have the 2034, that is the strongest, most powerful gate, the channel in the whole human design chart. It is the gate. It's called the gate of charisma. But it's the gate literally of your power going to your throat directly. And you will find yourself saying yes. You will find yourself saying no. You will find yourself speaking without realizing you've spoken. It's because there's a, and it's not a negative. It can be for people who don't learn to recognize it, but it is the strongest one in the channel because it is, everything goes directly from the work part of the sacral to the throat, to be able to speak it out and show the world. It's, it's a power channel. It's charisma. And you will see it in many, many people who have that particular, who are manifesting generators. It is always a manifesting generator channel. Um, and so that one is a very strong thing. It connects those two things together. So your workhorse and your throat work together easily with, with seamlessly when that happens. Um, let me see whichever one, the other one you have. The 3740 is all about building community. And that's a very interesting one to look at. That's over on that little red ego, yep. ego center. And it goes down to your emotional solar plexus. And that one is all about what it is about building the community. It's like it's important for you as a person to have community building. It's that channel is the meaning of that channel comes up with that. You can look up the meanings of the channel by just searching human design channel and then putting the numbers in. Put a slash between it, put 37 slash 40 or 37 space 40. And then you can look up each of the channels and some of the things they need. And many of the places have them. There are some great books out there. The books are usually on the channels and on the cross of incarnations and things like that. They are not economical. They're not going to be super economical books when they get to those kind of details. But they can tell you a little bit more. It's like it's nice to know, oh, that's me. That is who I am. I like a community. I want to build the community there. And you have the willpower to be able to hold that power in there and help continue to do that um, as you go through each of those when you do it. I did want to mention the moment for you because there's one called the the, synth, the, the profile number is up at the very top. And it is, it says on it, three, five. It says underneath the word type, there's the word profile. Yeah, three slash five. Let me tell you what profiles are. Profiles are the way we do the world. That's the way we show up and do our things in the world and the way that we think in the world, so to speak. So people who have a one in their profile, investigate, research, and dig. If you know somebody with the one, they research, they investigate, and they dig and let them dig. 
That's their job to dig. They're supposed to dig. They're supposed to research it. And they're supposed to understand it thoroughly to make sure we have accurate information. Two in the profile is one as a person who takes in information and integrates it. They become quiet and they integrate it. And when they're ready and they understand it within themselves, they share it with the world very effectively. So a two is here to be an integrator. When you have a two, I have a friend who's a close friend and she's a two. And when something comes up, I now know to give her time to integrate that information before I ask her to respond. If I were teaching now, and I probably will be teaching some graduate psychology classes, but when I do that, I don't ask people to reflect that day. I'd let them know, I'm gonna be asking questions on the next class period. Here's the questions I'm gonna be asking. Twos can integrate it, and then the twos will speak on the next time. But if I ask them that day, a two's not gonna say a word because they haven't integrated what I taught that day. So it's a really helpful thing to understand just for that. A three, you are three. And your primary thing is that you have done trial and error. You've experimented, you've tested, you've made sure everything you do is, does it work? I got to test it. I got to make sure it's there. And you test everything. It's just your nature to test. You're here to test all of the stuff. You're here to test. It doesn't matter if it, your experiment and your trial and error, if it worked or not. What mattered is you tried it to see if it worked. And then you have this understanding within yourself, mm, that doesn't work for me or it won't work for somebody else, but no, I don't need to do it anymore. I need to go try this. The people who do that probably are much more, I'm a three as well. I have so many pieces of paper. I have so many teaching credentials, certified teaching credentials. I have so many doctor, you know, I have, a, I have many degrees between my first degree and my PhD. And I, I'm, I still have all these energy certifications on top of that. And there's like, of each kind, there's like four human design and four quantum design and they just keep on going. And I always, that, that's a three. I got to test them all and I got to try them. And when I get pulled, I do that. So as a three, that's just your nature. And love and respect a three for being that way. It's hard for parents to do that because people say to a senior in high school, but what do you want to do for your life? Asking the three what they want to do for their life would be like, yeah, I, I'm going to tell you what something, so you won't ask me anymore, but they're not, they, they're going to try a whole bunch of different ways to do it and give them the courtesy, that's their design. Fours are community builders, they're networkers, they, they need the safety net of, of, of like-minded souls to build a community around. They like having those like-minded souls around them, whatever that may be. And it is, a, it is natural for them to make that community feel safe and for that community to feel like it's a good place to be. So when you have a four, it's one of those things that they are, it's simpler for them. They just think it's easy to build a community whereas other people put more effort into building the community. The five is the natural leader. They are the cosmic mirror to the world. They, when people meet them, like so for me, when I met you, you could see my potential and then I could see my potential and I liked me more. So I saw myself as that cosmic mirror through your eyes because you literally see the best of everyone. And if someone likes themselves, they're going to be drawn to you. If someone doesn't like themselves, then they're going to push away and they're going to say, she's not for me. Instead of recognizing it's themselves they didn't actually like. For a five to understand that is that people either really love you or they just don't really... They don't really like you. They, they're, it's sort of like, they may not hate you, but they're like, nah, I didn't connect. 
It's because they aren't ready inside themselves to do the potential that you saw for them. You saw this potential and then I do that. That's a five. And truly many, many of the great coaches are fives. Many, and, and you can be a coach with any of the designs, but it's easy for a five. It's simpler for a five. They don't put, it's, it's almost effortless because they're the natural leader. It just comes out of them. And you see within yourself who you can be through their eyes. And all of a sudden you can blossom in a way. A six. Wow. So me, I'm a six. Um, a six is a three, the first third of their life. So the experiment, experiment, experiment. So I was a double three. If you can imagine my poor parents and everyone else in my world. And then I observed for a few years. And then it was like everything within me said, you have to go show the world and teach the world all of these things that were three things that you know work or don't work or what they do. And you have to become the one that helps that become a part of our consciousness. That's your job. And you literally, as a six, you can't turn away from it. And if you try to turn away from it, it will tug at you and pull at you. And it will hurt inside until you go do it. And I can tell you, I was one who didn't go do it. I was pushing. I was staying in Western science. I was doing that stuff. I read my books on the other part, but I never talked about it. And I never did it. And literally, the creator literally hugged and pulled until I had no choice but to go explore this more. And now I recognize I have Western science stuff and the Eastern science stuff. And I've gotten the pieces of paper to go with all of them. So the credibility to be able to stop and see where the missing pieces are, because Western science is great stuff. You know, there's a lot of stuff that we talk about in the Eastern medicine talks about the Western science is documenting the vargas nerve and how much it can help and change your calming and your system. Doctors do it all the time. The so many of the things that Eastern science has done that just talked about is now being um, Western science is getting the scientific method to show how it works and it's showing up more and more, but it's easy for somebody who had my background to look at how neurotransmitters work and how we change our habits and how we do it and that whole flow of how Eastern medicine can help. So a six is that way, but literally it is that for me when I learned I was a three six and a manifesting generator, oh my, my world changed. All of a sudden I was like, I had gone and done all these careers and I had been a teacher in public schools and then I went and did career tech and then I went to community college and then I went to the university and then went to private and then I was like I don't care for that I want to go back and do this and then I went and developed early college high schools so kids didn't have to stay they got their high school their high, their college diploma for their associate's degree at the same time they got their high school degree and then they got an automatic scholarship to a four-year school that was my big thing that I did before I left education and it was like then all this other combines, and now I'm like, oh, I see. Every step was a piece, so I could do those things that wouldn't have been available if I hadn't. Wow, wow. I'm going to stop the share screen because I'm going to come back because it was hard for me to see you there, but I listened with such great intent, and I think it's fair to say that I do have a little charisma in me, so... Yes. Yes. And, and I would probably say that natural leader part is very strong within you. You're three, you probably just do because you do. And but the that natural leader part where people meet you and all of a sudden they see who they can be, you, you will now recognize when they see that. And when someone is like, oh, I'm not really sure, it's like, oh, they weren't meant 
they weren't ready for my, that energy yet because you can still see that. And you're not going to let go of that vision for them. That's your vision is to hold them up to this place that you can see and to be able to give them that opportunity to get there. Um, yeah, I, I, yes. I think we've only just scratched the surface. Very little. Dr. Locke, do you have time? Um, first of all, I want to segue over and welcome everybody currently um, listening on the Wisdom Audio app. I see so many familiar names. So thank you all for being here today. Um, do you have a moment to maybe um, we can invite one of the guests up from Wisdom who yes. may have a, a quick question for you? Is that okay? I would love it. Okay, Wisdom, we have time for one guest to come up on stage if you'd like to ask Dr. Locke a question about human design, or if you want to contribute to the conversation, please feel free to come up now. Again, just time for one guest, as we are waiting for hopefully somebody to um, come up on stage. Can you tell our viewers and listeners how they can connect with you further? Oh, well, thank you for asking that. Uh, it's Gina, J-E-A-N-A, Locke, L-O-C-K-E dot com. You can get a free human design chart. And when you get a free human design chart, I do send you back a few paragraphs about your design. I will send you back, you know, about your type and what it means and a little bit about the, where yours was emotional, about the wave. Um, I'll send a little bit about those things. And sometimes when there's certain numbers that come up on those profiles, I send a little more on that. It's people who have ones, I usually remind them you have a one in your profile. I know you're going to dig and research before you make any appointments or schedule anything. So recognizing that you need to give yourself permission to do that. Like other people say, of course, I had to get a design. I felt like I just had to do it immediately. And a one's probably not going to do that very much, very often. So I usually let them know that that's a normal thing for them to dig and do a little deeper on. So it's that's there. I have the charts are free and you can just ask for one and receive it. I usually get it within Wonderful. a day or two back. And so that part's there. And I also do energy work. If anybody wants energy, I do a lot of combination of energy work with it. So mm -hmm. when somebody gets in there and says, but I never can figure out who I am. Then we do the energy releases and we literally look at that uh, the heart and the brain combo. We look at all the things that could do. And we help them stop and let go of stuff that's not there so they can learn to identify what is. That open identity center is truly a gift to the world because we have new careers that show up because we have people with open identity centers because they look at new ways to do it. You put a manifesting generator in there with an open identity and you're going to come up with new career ideas because they don't have a defined way it has to look. So. Wow. This conversation has been, oh my God, so amazing. I learned so much. I know there's more that I would love to learn. And I just wanted to take this um, opportunity on behalf of my sister, Carol Sue. Um, unfortunately, she had to sign off real quickly. Um, thank you so much for your time today in really sharing so much more than, you, you know, it's just been a fascinating conversation. And I hope you definitely will consider coming on again very soon. I would love to. If you people wanted to send some charts in, we could always just talk about their charts if they wanted. Um, of course, we would remove birthday or anything that went with that. But just to let you know, we really do find that I can tell you that I used all my Western stuff for years. I do believe in diet. I do believe in exercise. I do believe in 
and getting your, you know, all your stuff checked and making sure your body is in physical optimal health as much as possible. And then if you're still feeling stuck, there could be some, some of the things like when we walk into a, a room and there's 10 people in that room, we feel the energy of that room. We feel it's a high vibe. We feel it's a low vibe. We don't understand it. And then Western science can't measure it. Human design gives you an understanding of why you picked up something in that room. So Janice and I both walk into a room and I'm going to pick up every fear every person has in that room because I haven't, oh, because on the bottom one, the safety part, I will pick up everybody who feels unsafe in that room because I have an open root center. Janice is going to pick up everything that she's going to pick up the ones who have fear. She's going to be able to calm them. She's going to have when she understands her human design and the crown and the third eye, she can envision all these new opportunities and ideas and concepts of ways to do things and being able to refine it. So saying that to you is that it gives each of us a way to understand why we see the world and experience the world a little bit differently than the same person standing next to us who saw the same thing. And it helped me actually love me for who I was instead of trying to be just like my perfect sister who was always perfect, who I know is not always perfect. She just had a defined will center and she didn't, she, she wasn't going to let anybody see it. And it's okay. I'm not criticizing it. I'm just saying all of a sudden I loved me. And I, the longer I've learned my human design and understood it, the more I love me for who I am. I will tell you what it's done. The best thing for me is it's helped me love my husband more. I mm -hmm. no longer am frustrated or as frustrated when he's living as human design and it doesn't fit my needs right now. It is super helpful for me working with people with children. I love, I have a projector client with a manifesting daughter and a manifesting generator daughter and doing their human design charts changed their whole household to smooth and seamless. All of a sudden things that had gone from fighting and chaos and battling became easy and simple and watching that was just understanding each human each of their human designs and why they were doing it the projector mom didn't get that manifesting generator daughter couldn't go to bed until she was tired so she learned what to do to help her get tired the manifesting daughter had to go to bed and rest for at least 30 minutes before she went to sleep because she had to let all the energy go and the mom changed. Then the kids wanted to know, how did you do this? And they picked up on how to help mom. So when you understand your kids or your parents, think about your parents. It has made such a change in helping you love them the way they are instead of trying to change them to be like you. There's nothing wrong with you and there's nothing wrong with them. Wow, that is absolutely fascinating. So much more makes sense to me. Um, thank you so much for your time today. And on this Triumph Trending Tuesday, as we kind of picked up on the three T's there, you know, know that if you if you're human design, if you're trying to figure out, and, and I'm probably not going to say this correctly, but of course, you know, we will make sure that all of Dr. Locke's contact information is in the show notes. Um, why not, you know, request your, your free mini human design report? It's absolutely fascinating. And on that note, I want to again, thank you, Dr. Locke, you. for being our guest today. Thank you to all of my, um, the amazing listeners currently on the Wisdom Audio app. Go out and make it a great triumph trending 
Tuesday. My name is Janice, aka Wellness Diva 5.0. I am with two sisters, and we shall see you again very soon. Bye for now.